I was hungry for learning the language. I was hungry for meeting people. I was hungry for having a sort of life. And within less than a year, I was already calling London my home. Welcome to Career Relaunch, the podcast focused on helping you overcome the challenges of making a major career change. My name is Joseph Liu, and I'm here to help you figure out the steps you can take to move on in your career and make your professional ambitions a reality. In each episode, we'll be speaking with people who have an inspiring career story to share, learning from the brave leaps they took to pursue something new and helping you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to make your own brave decisions that improve your career and life. You can subscribe to this podcast by going to careerrelaunch.net where you can listen to all the latest episodes and get more useful resources to help you navigate your own career journey. Today, my guest is gonna talk about how he relaunched his career from working in sales in Spain to working in the hospitality industry in London. We'll talk about the impact of positivity on your career, surrounding yourself with people who make you happy, and the attitude required to land a job in a new country. Afterwards, I'll address a question from a listener in New York about how to approach your career when you have a lot of different interests. Before we start with today's interview, I wanted to let you know about two things. First, I wanted to remind you there's one day left in the promotion I'm running for my new online course, How to Build a Strong Personal Brand to Land Your Next Dream Role. This is my nuts and bolts personal branding course to help you stand out to hiring managers, land that next promotion, or reach more of your ideal clients. Now, the regular price for the course is $200, but I've created a special launch deal for my podcast listeners where you can get the course for $29 if you sign up before June 30th. Just go to careerrelaunch.net slash personal brand course before June 30th when this offer ends and you'll get the course for $29 instead of $200. Second, I wanted to share some good news with you. Last week, Career Relaunch was named by All Business as one of the top 10 business podcasts for entrepreneurs, which is a huge honor and milestone for this podcast, which has been on air for just under a year. So I just wanted to thank you for being a loyal listener and subscriber. Being named as a top 10 business podcast wouldn't have been possible without having you as a listener and part of this listener community. If you want to see the full list of podcasts, I'll include a link to the article in the episode notes at careerrelaunch.net slash episode 21. Okay, on to today's interview. My guest on today's show is Manuel Chilate, who was born in Spain and moved to London eight years ago. He decided to change his relatively comfortable life as a sales coordinator to start a career in hospitality. He's currently part of the concierge team at the W Hotel in London. Now, I have to tell you how Manuel and I met, which was very serendipitous. About three years ago, when I was trying to come up with a new name for my company, I was literally walking up to random people on the streets of London to get their opinions on the two names I'd narrowed down to, something I used to do when I worked in consumer marketing. And Manuel was one of the first people I asked in front of the W Hotel in London. We struck up a conversation, ended up having a lot to talk about, and have remained in touch ever since. And I share that story because back in episode six, we talked about connecting with people outside your immediate network. And this is just one example of a new relationship I formed when I made the effort to do this myself. Manuel spoke with me from Valencia, Spain. Well, Manuel, it's great to talk to you again. And thank you so much for taking time to join me here on Career Relaunch. Hi, Joseph. Thank you very much for inviting me to share my experience, my humble experience. Thank you. (laughs) And I was just wondering if you could just start off by just telling us what you're focused right now on in your professional and your personal life. I'm actually in Spain taking care of mom as she's going through uh, cancer. 
So company allowed me to take a couple of months and be here taking care of her while the treatment is going on. I might be back to London within a few weeks because we are getting really good results with the treatment and chemotherapy. Everything is going fine here back home. As soon as every, every one of the steps is going to be in place, I'll be back to London because that's the place to be. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today because I, I know that uh, your mother's been going through a tough time. And at the same time, it sounds like the chemo is going well so far. So that's really good to hear. Yeah. Just to talk a little bit about your life back in London, because uh, that's, that's where we first crossed paths. I know you're back right now in Valencia for the time being. Can you just tell us a little bit about your life in London and what you do? I'm working in hospitality at the W Hotel in Leicester Square. At the moment, it's part of the concierge department where I work as a concierge. And I'm involved in the departmental training program. So it's pretty much my intention to keep going with the Starwood because we've got many properties. And now that Marriott is taking over the company, we might be even bigger than we are. I like the, the company. I think that the environment is perfect and it's a great place to develop the career. I've been there myself, the W Hotel, and I know that yeah. you, you definitely bring a lot of energy to your role, which is how we first met. So it's, before you were at the W Hotel and working for Starwood and working in hospitality, I know you were working in a very different line of work before that. Can you take us back to what you were doing before? Because I know it involved a little bit of sales, if I'm correct. My background was mainly sales. I started working in a tiny company here back in Spain selling water treatments like fountains and stuff. And that was my introduction to the sales world. Then I jumped to a office depot where we were selling stationery and uh, products for the office and all kinds of stuff, a huge catalog. Then my path went to a newspaper and I started selling advertisement, which was at the moment by far a fantastic, fantastic experience because it was not just about selling the stuff, but also involved in marketing and, and events. And I was just running key accounts and interesting, really, really interesting world. But then I changed my life. Yeah, because I know that after that, there was a pretty major leap before we yeah. get to that. What was it like for you in the sales world? Like how much were you enjoying it? What was the experience of working in sales? What I loved about sales was that it's a really active world and you spend most of your time interacting with different, so many kinds of people. And every day is a new day with new challenges and new faces. And you've got your clients and some of them, you know, for many years, but then you've got also to build new clients every day. And that was really, really interesting. And that was the part of the business I enjoyed. Of course, there is the other part of targets and budgets and, and forecast that was not that enjoyable. But I have to say that the atmosphere was great and I enjoyed it a lot. So it sounds like things were going well. And at the same time, you then decided to make a pretty major change. Can you just take us through what happened next for you? I'm sure that you all know about the situation. When Spain starts with a recession and crisis and the economic situation start being not as nice as it was previously. Advertisement was something that 
people was not really keen to spend money in. So the situation started being a bit difficult from management and uh, even the relation with the clients. Because when you've been through a difficult situation, like could be dismissing people or firing people, people start being a different person, absolutely different. So the sales was not funny anymore. There was no much of joy by meeting uh, clients because all of them were pretty much in the same delicate situation. There was no money to spend and management was still trying to push, push, push. There was something really uncomfortable in that situation. You decided to leave sales then at that point. And is that when you decided to move to the UK? Yeah, everything was pretty much at the same time. I was having a coffee with a friend. Uh, that friend of mine had been living in Amsterdam and London. And in one point, we were in that conversation talking about living outside this comfort zone or, or this area that you've been living for your entire life. Since I was a student, I was really, really interested in traveling and, and learning different language and everything. But life was taking me through different process. I mean, I met someone, I got married, I had my life sorted, everything was settled. And the plan was going according to the society. So getting married, looking for kids, but never came and, and everything was more or less settled until the know there was a radical change. What was that radical change? Within a few months after I got divorced, I found myself in a point where I had to change some other things in my life. And then I took the decision of working for a company that I would be happy to work for and being surrounded with people that I would love to be them, not just my colleagues, but also my friends and to put something in my life far from pressure and far from these kind of situations that sometimes we get comfortable in a place where we are not hundred percent happy or, or where we are not hundred percent ourselves. So that was my main decision. How much did the divorce have an impact on your decision to make the move away from Spain or did it? It's possible that when I took the decision to get divorced, I start a different way of seeing life. I understood that I could take control over my life. And from then I was a little bit more concerned about my happiness than some other aspects of life, like society's opinion or even parents or friends. And I start taking the decisions, just looking for my well-being and for my happiness. So then you moved to London and then what happens next for you? London was a fantastic challenge. I was feeling really positive, although I was scared. Absolutely. Cause it was the first time ever I was living somewhere rather than Spain. And my English was not good at all at least not good enough to start working in sales. So then happened that I found a job in hospitality and I understood that hospitality was somehow similar to sales because 
at the end of the day, I was just trying to fulfill the client's expectations. Before in sales was selling my products and now in hospitality is by giving my service. I guess when I think about people relaunching their careers, I think about five ways they could do it. So they could change their role, their function, their company, their industry, or their geography. In this case, you changed all five at once. (laughs) Can, Can you just explain how you managed to pull that off? Like, How did you land in London and then go about finding this job? I believe that my attitude was really positive. And when your attitude is positive, the companies can see that But you bring that attitude. My intention was, first of all, find a job that could give me some money to survive. So I went to the place because the first thing I had in London was just a room and that's it. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any kind of contact where I could knock a door or pull a string and find a job. And I went to a place, a Spanish restaurant, and the manager asked me, when did you arrive? And I said, like, I arrived like a week ago. And what's your intention? And I said, I want to work. It's the only thing I I want. And again, my English was really, really bad at that point. Mm. And uh, again, I mean, the change of places, field, Everything, because even language was different, was in a way easier than than I was expecting from outside. What do you think was surprising about the transition? With that attitude, I could find a job quite easily, even changing jobs and houses. I remember that in the first three months, I moved three times from a place to another place in terms of home. And... In the first six months, I had to change two or three times because first one was a a restaurant and then was a pub and then was another restaurant. And then this restaurant was part of a chain and I changed to another one. And then I started to work in in a big hotel, in a five-star hotel within six months. And everything was really just happening in a way. And I believe it's all part of that I was hungry for learning the language. I was hungry for meeting people. I was hungry for having a sort of life. And before I I was even realizing the things were happening and I was finding myself like, I'm not going to say settled, but within less than a year, I was already calling London my home. Well, I know one of the things, I guess, that struck me when I first met you was just how positive of a person you are and (laughs) how magnetic of a personality you have. And that seems like what you're talking about is that that attitude and that personality has really served you really well and helped you get these opportunities. And I'm just wondering, how do you keep that up? Because I talk to people and they want to restart their careers. And the first few months, just like you mentioned, it can be really bumpy. How did you manage to keep your positive sentiment up during those times when you had to keep moving flats and you had to keep looking for a job? What was that like? I was quite sure that everything would be okay within no time. And I was trying to push myself to work every day for something. Like first I start trying to find schools where I could improve my English. Because I I knew that as soon as I would start 
speaking a better English, I could find a better job. And happened that one of my colleagues was the one that introduced me to the five star hotels with my first interviews. I was going just with a smile, with no experience, with no English. I was there myself and all my willingness to learn and all my hunger for, for life, <laughs> maybe. And what do you think was the hardest part of recreating your life in a different country? The people, because here in, in Spain, it's really easy. I mean, you can go to any bar and you can start a conversation with, with someone sitting right beside you at the bar. And within no time, you're talking about really personal things. And within London, I found really, really difficult because of maybe my open-minded or the way that I approach to friendship. Mm -hmm. I like to have many, many, many close friends. And it's something that in London, for me, was a, a little bit of a challenge. When you started working at the hotel, what was that like for you to, to suddenly be thrown into an environment where you were doing something totally new in a totally new environment, totally new geography, speaking a totally different language? W is a different kind of hotel and the atmosphere, it's totally different. So I found that place in hospitality where I could be myself. And as soon as I started improving my language and interacting with people from all over the world, either colleagues or hotel guests, I found myself being happy, delivering service, being happy, interacting with people, fulfilling expectations and demands. I don't know. I, fantastic. Is there anything that you have learned during this process that you'd like to share with others that could be helpful to them? Try to avoid opinions because the most important opinion is your opinion for yourself because you know exactly why you're taking a decision. I could hear many people like think, telling me that was a crazy situation or the situation over there in England is not much better than it's in Spain or, or you don't speak the language, where are you going to go and this and that. But I always kept being positive. And if whenever you go there, the situation is not as nice as you're expecting or, or you cannot find your way over there, don't worry, you just come back. I was really open to make it happen and, and to give the 150%, 200% of myself to make it work. When you look back on your career change, what's something that you wished you had known that you now know? I wish I had a little bit more of self-confidence because like this, I would make my change even earlier than I did it. Because for the last year and a half working here in Spain, in sales and the situation, I was not happy. I was in a really, really tough working environment. Mm -hmm. I would love to go back on time and push myself and fill me up with self-confidence and tell myself, listen, you are able to do anything you want. So take the decision, just take the stuff and move. And then I would, I would save some precious time of my life. What do you think was the main thing that was holding you back from making the leap earlier? From outside, my life was quite good. I had a really nice apartment in a really nice area in Valencia. My car, my motorbike, my holidays, my friends. But the working environment, 
was giving me such a pressure and such a, a tough life that for one, one and a half years, I was not being myself. I mean, I had material things, but my life was not complete. For those nine, 10 hours that I was dedicated to my work, I was not happy. So that's half of my life. And I'm counting the time I'm sleeping. So for me, it was a, a really, really, really great decision to change. What do you think kept you from doing it sooner? In that situation, you have to be looking for a job. You have to be looking for a partner. You have to be looking for kids. You have to be looking for a mortgage mm -hmm. and change everything. And jumping to UK was just going against everything that the society expects you to do. So probably family and close friends were not a hundred percent of giving me that push to do it. I want to wrap up today by just talking a little bit more about what you're working on right now. Can you, first of all, just give us a glimpse into your life as a concierge at the W and also I understand you're also uh, developing some new skills over there right now. So for us as the concierge department, we are there to make sure that the guests find are within the city, not just the hotel, everything that they are expecting and even more because we are the ones that send them to restaurants and, and shows and prepare for them a whole schedule over the stay in London. So that's really fulfilling and I love to do that. And then a couple of years ago, I started getting involved into the departmental training and uh, brand standards and saying hello to the new people coming to work with us. I was able to share with them all the passion and trying to show them that this is a different company here. Here you can work as a human being, as a person and love what you do. That's something that the departmental training brings perfectly for me in my life. I also just can't let you get away without getting a little bit of an insider tip from you. Do you have any tips for anyone who wants to get on the good side of a hotel concierge? Something that I like in the relation is whenever people come to ask for a plan, for me, it's really important for the people to be open. Because as you said, the concierge is the insider. We know a lot about the area and you have to leave the concierge to surprise you and giving you uh, local tips and, and giving you advice and suggestions that there are no guides, tour guides that are going to give you. There are no other places where you can get them. And that's really important. I believe that to be open-minded, it's really important. And it's not just in this situation but also within your professional life. I mean, be open. Maybe you never tried to do something and you think, oh, I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to like it, but why don't you try? And then that's the way to find new things and enjoy. What do you think keeps people from just trying something out? Sometimes we are afraid to fail and we give too much of, of importance to the fact that I could fail. And what if you fail? What's wrong? It's not a problem. I mean, I could try to 
work in sales now in England and I could fail, but if I don't try, I would never know if I'm able to do it or not. It's not about failing and not being able to be a human being anymore. It's just failing, realizing what are you doing okay or why you are not good to do that and then changing. There are so many things, professions, or there are so many activities that we can try to do, but we always stay within the ones that we feel comfortable. And there is a lot to see and there is a lot to experience if you are just a little bit curious. So it sounds like one of the tips there is to not let yourself stay down for too long and to just move along. So if people want to learn a little bit more about you or if they want to get in touch with you, where can they go? It's really easy. They only have to come to W Hotel. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I would be more than happy to share my experience over uh, coffee. Well, Manuel, first of all, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us and share your story. You talked about a lot of really interesting things related to the, the power of positivity how you recreated your life in London, and also just how you deal with failure, which is also very helpful. And so I really appreciate your time and I hope your mother has a really smooth recovery. Thank you very much, Joseph. What you are doing with this podcast is fantastic. Thanks a lot. Good to talk to you. So I hope you enjoyed hearing Manuel's thoughts on relaunching his life in London, the impact having a positive attitude can have on opening up career opportunities and his life in the world of hospitality. Now it's time to wrap up with today's Mental Fuel, where I'm going to answer a listener question about how to handle having lots of different interests. Thanks to Brand Yourself for supporting this episode of Career Relaunch. Brand Yourself offers simple tools and services to help control what people find when they Google you. To clean up, protect, and improve how you look online, visit brandyourself.com and use promo code RELAUNCH to get 50% off a premium membership. This is the part of the show called Mental Fuel, where I finish the show with a few of my closing thoughts and wrap up with a simple challenge to help you move forward in your own career. So for today's Mental Fuel, I'm going to answer a listener question, and this one comes from Joe in New York City. Hey, Joseph. Thank you for creating the Career Relaunch podcast. I've listened to hundreds of podcasts, and I feel that this is one of the best ones that I've listened to, especially in the career-related category. Your podcast would definitely be on the top of my list. I hope that you keep them coming. I look forward to hearing more. I have a couple of questions. One, what advice would you give to someone who has a lot of different interests? Should they niche down and just focus on one area or should they be a jack of all trades if they have three or four different interests? Two, what advice would you give to me? I have a law degree in the US, but I'm not 100% passionate about pursuing law. I have interests in marketing, life coaching, and entrepreneurship. I would love to hear you interview more people with a very diverse background and learning about their challenges and picking their path. Thank you. All the best. Well, thanks so much, Joe, for your question and also happy to hear you're enjoying the show. So on your first question about niching down versus being the jack of all trades, my view is that it can actually be productive to dabble in a few areas if you're in the exploration phase of your career, especially if you're not quite sure which path you want to commit to yet. However, I also think that at some point from a purely practical business, marketing and personal branding standpoint, it can be easier to cut through and stand out if you hone in as an expert on a particular area or even the intersection of two areas. So in general, I follow the marketing principle of 
erring on the side of specificity, because at least this way you'll stand out to someone, whether it's a hiring manager or a potential client. And on the flip side, if you try to be everything to everyone, you'll stand out to no one. Now, on your second question, you mentioned having a law degree, but not wanting to go into law, how you have interest in marketing, life coaching, and entrepreneurship. And in terms of having experiences or training in an area where you're not necessarily passionate, this is definitely something I've experienced in my own career and something I hear from a lot of clients. Now, it sounds like you want to divorce yourself from law, but one provocation I have for you is to just consider what ways, if any, you could tap into your legal training or have it inform how you approach one of these other professional areas you mentioned. So for example, maybe you could look into marketing in the legal field, or you could focus on life coaching for clients in the legal profession. Finally, in response to your point about how you would like to see me feature more people with diverse backgrounds on the show, I'll definitely try to do that. So thanks for the suggestion. One of the original motivations I had in creating this podcast was to provide some examples of how other people have navigated career change as a point of reference for listeners like you. One thing I really aspire to do on this podcast is to feature people who come from all sorts of industries functions, locations, and roles. And I'm still working on trying to mix things up as much as I can because some of the feedback I've gotten on the show is that people like the variety. I'm actually working on trying to feature more people who have switched jobs but not necessarily gone on to start their own businesses, although I'm aware I've featured quite a few entrepreneurs, business owners, and solopreneurs on the show. I actually just went to a Future of Work conference in London earlier this month, and I managed to connect with a few of the speakers I'm now working on trying to get onto this podcast, and I think you'll find their stories to be really informative. In the meantime, Joe, I wanted to also refer you back to a couple relevant episodes you might find useful. This idea of exploring a few different areas simultaneously is something we talked about back in episode nine with the cosmetics export marketer turned naturopath, Audrey Lamargue. And the concept of pursuing different career paths in sequence is something we talked about in episode 20 with the sniper-turned-magician Julian Mather. So if you haven't listened to those episodes already, I'd encourage you to check those out. Thanks again for your question and comment, Joe. Now, if you've got a question, you can always write to me at joseph at careerrelaunch.net, or better yet, leave me a voicemail just like Joe did at careerrelaunch.net slash voicemail. Now, at that Future of Work conference I attended earlier this month, I had the privilege of hearing Dr. John Briffa, a specialist consultant in well-being education, talk about how your greatest work happens when you feel energized. And just to go back to one of the points Manuel mentioned about surrounding yourself with the people who make you feel happy in the workplace, my challenge to you, whether you work on your own or you work at an organization, is to try to find one person this week who makes you feel good when you're around them, either a colleague or friend or even family member, who makes you feel energized and who you haven't talked to in a while and take the initiative to reconnect with them. Now, I know that sounds simple, but if you're like me, I sometimes get busy and become a bit less intentional about who I'm spending my time with. So I'm going to do this with you and I'm actually going to reconnect with Manuel. We recorded this podcast a while back and as I was editing it, I dropped him a note and we're now planning to meet up in London on the same day his episode is airing. 
You can find a full recap of today's episode or leave me a comment or voicemail with your thoughts or questions at careerrelaunch.net slash episode 21. And again, if you're hearing this before June 30th, you can still join my online personal branding course for a discount before that date by going to careerrelaunch.net slash personal brand course. Thanks so much for being a subscriber and part of the Career Relaunch community. And a special thanks again to Manuel Chilate for sharing his career story. This episode was mixed by Richard Pennington. Electrocardiogram wrote and performed our original theme song. I'm Joseph Liu, and I'll see you next time.